Hello and welcome to episode five of Your Mom's Podcast, the only podcast that's worth walking out on a date with one of Degrassi's coolest girls. I'm Avis. And I'm Caroline. Today we'll be talking about Degrassi season one, episodes 11 through 13, Friday Night, Wannabe, and Cabaret. In Friday Night, Roses Are Red, Mrs. Kwan's Not Doing Great, A Bird Poops on Emma, on her and Sean's first date. And it's hilarious, by the way. <laughs> it's very well done. It's so uh, much bird shit. Uh, so Sean is awkward. Emma is awkward. And Sean awkwardly asks Emma out. And she awkwardly doesn't know if it's a date or just hanging out. So she tries to destroy him in dodgeball. And I love Armstrong pointing that out. <laughs> they awkwardly work things out and then go on the most awkward first date in history. And over in grade eight, Jimmy and Spinner harass Mrs. Kwan all the way to a leave of absence, which is very, very shitty. But I mean, it's they were so kind of provoked. <laughs> they were kind of provoked. She, like, in the I'm most, sorry like, she's going through it, but she, but she you is... can't just take it out on children. <laughs> I, For me, I had to examine, okay, there's a point, obviously, where they go too far with the jokes however i'm fine with it because her she didn't have to like all of the things that she does to them just seems like she's taking out her stress on these kids which you right. su- you're supposed to leave your shit at the door that's what we for a productive environment <laughs> but you're so for for anyone who's not like watching along right <laughs> yeah the so things that happen thing. are you know in in the last episode miss kwan was largely had a hand in spinner's punishment of having to work in the cafeteria so he's mad about that and mm-hmm. then he's being a dick in class and she calls him out about it and he's or no he's listening to music and tapping in his pencil and not paying attention and she calls him out and he's got a problem with that he bre- i mean she does break his disc man she breaks his disc man oh, which i, I mean that. that comes up later to be a little important and <laughs> But he's listening to it in homeroom and she's she's had it because he's being disruptive. I mean, there are they, there's a cause and effect for these things, but it's like, oh, and Ashley and Jimmy are in the hallway canoodling. And she and basically she, <laughs> she's she, like, oh, I think Mr. Radage would love to explain to you the finer points of the Degrassi code of conduct. And then she starts to walk away and then she's like, nah, I got to hit him again. <laughs> comes back and is like you guys may think you're cute but that doesn't mean anybody else does and i'm just like she's having a bad day and she's, she's having a bad life but so Aww. then so jimmy and spinner have detention and then they like sneak into school afterwards and they pull three pranks Mm-hmm. The first is they break into Radish's office and they get on the intercom and Spinner like turns the intercom on in Quan's classroom. She's teaching a night school English class and he starts just obnoxiously chewing his gum. Yeah. And then she figures out it's on the intercom. So she goes to the office and opens the door and they're hiding under the desk. She does not bother to do anything other than like open the door and look in the room. She does no further investigation for getting, for having the door unlocked by the janitor. Why didn't she, I don't know. She went through a lot of trouble to do no investigation. And then, (laughs) and then they, I know that they're trying to say, you know, they only have so much time to Mm -hmm. waste. But, like, Miss Kwan's barely out of the room before Jimmy and Spinner, like, peek back up over the desk. (laughs) 
And then the next thing that they do, like the first two pranks really aren't that bad because the next thing that they do is they order 12 orders of honey garlic wings to Mm -hmm. Kwan's classroom. And it's going to be like $54, which I feel like $54 gets you like 12 wings now. I I was going to say all those, it was, he had like a stack of boxes, like, okay, that's a lot of chicken. And and like, it's like $54, which sucks. But then all of the students are like, Miss Kwan, I'll buy these chicken wings. It's, oh my gosh, for wait, the the one guy who, you know, the tenses, he's like, you, uh, you will write the test, you will write the test, and after you'll be able to say you wrote the test. And he's like, I want to eat the chicken wing. I'm eating, or I will eat the chicken wing. I'm eating the chicken wing. I ate the chicken wing. It's really it's so cute. cute. The, it's the this, like, this ESL class is really adorable. It is. She's pulling OT, though. She is really... She is. She's busting her back like sun up and sun down. So she was... That's stressful with no other circumstances. Like, let me say Mm -hmm. that. No other circumstances involved. You're already burnt out. So. And then their last prank goes way too fucking far. Oh, yeah. And they egg Miss Kwan's car. Like, repeatedly. (laughs) A whole whole carton of eggs they just empty on her poor car. And she comes out and she sees it and she's just had enough and she just starts crying. Yeah. And then Jimmy feels kind of bad, but Spinner doesn't really. Mm-hmm. And then the next day we find out that Miss Kwan is taking a leave of absence for the rest of the semester. Um, her husband's been seriously ill. And that on top of working full time plus a second job is just too much. And she's hit her breaking point because a couple of asshole kids... But mm-hmm. also she had already hit her breaking point because she was being really shitty to students and like Yes, right. She, she needed, needed she needed that break. She did. And I think, you know, of course that the whole thing about this plot this B plot is just like you never know what someone is going through. So always be kind. But you know, she also as the adult should have, you know, recognized that I need to take a step back because I'm just going through so much that it's kind of a, it, right. interfering with me being able to do my job like normal. Yeah, right. she's she's a little sass master anyway. But like she's like full on being a, like mean, like an she's asshole. at war with these children. She is. <laughs> it's just the professionalism is not there. So. And and I get it, but also, like, going through shit is not just an excuse to treat people poorly. Right, exactly. So not to victim blame, but she kind of got what, she, what was not to her. Victim I'm so blame. kidding. I mean, she, she, I feel as though she definitely took it too far. She took it too far on literal children. No yeah. one was trying to attack her personally. She was just taking everything to the up-tenth degree, so... <laughs> The way more fun part of this episode is definitely Sean and Emma's date, which yes. is maybe the worst date in the history of dates. And it's so delightfully awkward from start to finish, like before the date even happens. Sean comes up to Emma at the beginning of the school day and is like, so it's that math test was really hard. It's Friday, huh? I know. He's so fucking he's so cute. It's the cutest thing. I just think that Emma was just not expecting any of it. So the casualness that she has is so cute. And then when she's like, oh, I'm processing this. This might be a date. It's an adorable moment. 
but it is certainly like okay this reminds you of how awkward you most likely were oh my god seriously (laughs) i know it it, i mean i wasn't going on dates i think we were before we started recording caroline was saying you know at 12 we personally she was not going out on dates and such and nor was i same here you know i was not doing these things but uh it was very fun to watch so but had i been doing those things exact same now i don't th- i feel like it's the cu- it's the cutest first day ever but is it extremely awkward 100% oh i don't i don't know that it's the cutest for first date ever but it is amazing to just watch it all unfold i love the i think it's cute i love the polaroids i think we need to talk more about the awkwardness throughout the day though because there's a lot of like great stuff in there the gym scene yeah the gym scene. i mean it's a whole it's like kind of like a how their relationship goes like just sean is extremely vague and emma just wants she says oh it could have been more romantic how he asked me he's he's 13 years old what do you mean romantic like stop watching soap operas emma like she's she has like before she even realized that she was being asked on a date okay now that i know that that was how I was asked on my first date that could have been more romantic I think but no I I love though he like walks over also Sean's eyebrows do so much heavy lifting in this episode like when he's asking Emma out but Daniel Clark is an eyebrow actor and it's great he has a great set of he's got a great set of eyebrows very very strong Um, um yeah and but he he comes over and she's just like so about tonight yeah yeah mm-hmm. i had closed captioning on and it was like yeah, yeah. y-u-h yeah <laughs> and then Paige is actually really great this episode yeah it's like i feel like it's funny because obviously in this three pack we have cabaret later it's like they are you know the original frenemies in this show like at least between the grade eight and grade seven like of course it goes on to be Paige and manny i just think that they have such a funny friend like she he, she gives her such invaluable advice at this stage of her life because it's obviously like, really, like spice not giving her this shit right an extremely timely like shit <laughs> Like, she's needing it as she's going through this issue. I don't know. Personally, I love Paige for the little scraps they give her of being the future mm-hmm. Paige in season one. But it's wildly inconsistent. <laughs> then right. She- <laughs> I mean, she's horrible. <laughs> to Emma specifically, coming right. up. Right. <laughs> in the next in episode. In the next episode or so. <laughs> Come on now. Why? <laughs> but Sean's like, yeah. So then Emma pelts it with fucking dodgeballs. And I love they communicate so much better on I Am, which is actually really realistic. Yes, absolutely. I'd love that they include that. I mean, that actually Mm -hmm. sparks a genuine conversation. And it's relatable about... I'm glad you like you don't hate me or whatever she's like uh, types and he's like I, why would I hate you like but relatable like no me on my he wedding says day. I thought you hated me like oh she, I like, thought you hated me that? like oh yes right it was flip but I'm like that's re- either way that's relatable I thought via one miscommunication that you hate right. me <laughs> so this is just what I'm walking away from this interaction with 
to be fair, she, yeah, right. That makes sense because she was pelting him with dodgeballs and refused to hit anyone else. (laughs) Right. Yeah. It's definitely a fun day, a fun school day as a result of that. (laughs) And then the date starts. Spike gives Emma like the worst pep talk ever. She's like, my first date was awful. I kept laughing like a hyena and had verbal diarrhea. Like why introduce the phrase verbal diarrhea into this equation before your daughter goes on her first date? Spike, the, the things that she's providing in this episode are lacking. Once again, a milestone in her life. You already did not know. I mean, presumably off cam, it's been addressed about her period, but whatever. Already we're not there for the first period. Now you're dropping the ball on the first date. Come on, Spike. I need you to be good at something and just contribute positively to her, you know, giving her a little bit of confidence, maybe going yeah. into, you know, just be yourself, maybe something. Something generic. I, I would have preferred. Right, he something. asked you out. He clearly likes you. Right. She she did not need to have verbal diarrhea bouncing around in her damn brain through this whole encounter. And Spike makes him take the picture. That picture is so cute, though. It is very cute. I like. And the I picture. love. We'll talk about it more in Fashion Corner, but mm-hmm. Sean's corner. first date outfit is so perfect to me it is exactly what a kid like sean considers dressing up and it's Mm -hmm. great i love it's he's he's such a cute little like kind of like cartoon character the way he always wears some variation of Of the jeans and a t-shirt and a jean jacket yes well until he's gangsta sean but no season one sean's like this awkward little like baby james dean almost yes Yes, I love and that compare because that's exactly yes. He's definitely got that vibe of just a tortured bad boy, but like us with a heart of gold. You know, it's so it's so cute. But yeah, I love how he is, and I love their distance between each other in the picture too. How yeah, it's so how their shoulders. There's like a you could put like a paper bag in between them. <laughs> how how they're standing in the picture, but then they don't even clear the block, and Emma nope. gets shat on after, <laughs> after having a bout of verbal, verbal diarrhea. It was just and too Sean perfect. Sean is just and there are those eyebrows again. Yes, his I mean, face journeys are amazing. He takes it all in stride. Like he doesn't make her feel, you know, insecure about anything like i actually think it's so sweet how how their date progresses you know when they get to their conversation when they're in the the food court and how honest he is about the meat and everything like i think he, how honest yeah. he is with her is so cute like he's trying so to too. be as much of his self as possible because that's how she is like that is like not really his nature i can tell like he's just mm. not a forthcoming person but you know he's doing like he's putting his best foot forward. Well, so and then cute. she's got the she's got the ketchup on her chin, and, and he's he tells like, her he's right trying away. to be discreet about it though because he yeah. knows she's gonna get embarrassed about it. Right. But he does. instead, he's like has to be like, "You have a huge glob of ketchup on your chin." Yeah. And she's like frantically wiping it away, and he's like smiled all bemused, mm-hmm. like, "No, mm-hmm. I I'm glad they're not Endgame, but I." I love Sean and Emma. I think that they are a, the sweetest first relationship. Like we all should yes. be so lucky. I know I was not. Yes. Cause there's a lot of like, like adoration. There's a lot of like respect between the both of them. And mm-hmm. I think that that's why it's so cute. Even after this 
first date. They don't go into being like in a relationship or anything. Like it's still, they're still being kids about it. Like I think it's a very sweet progression into an actual relationship. Yeah. I mean, that's what makes this such a cute date because he's still, he's doing stuff that, I mean, honestly, like, let's be real, girls and have, have not gotten their actual boyfriends to do. When's the last time your boyfriend went dumpster diving to find your wallet? Right. And no. the way that she looked at him when he pulled up his, uh, his uh, shirt sleeve to like dig in the trash and find it and then pulled out the patty, like her face before she's like, you better go ahead and do that. Cause I'm not doing it. It's, I don't know. It's cute. The roles they'd Girl, step into, but <laughs> you, and I hope that Emma did not need to learn this lesson more than once. Like you check every possible pocket you turn your purse inside out mm-hmm. the thing was in her and pocket. you do <laughs> all of that twice mm-hmm. before you go digging in the fucking dumpster oh yeah that's like the last thing you or do. the trash it can is, before is you make digging. sweet baby sean cameron roll up his sleeves <laughs> and dig in the darn trash can slash dumpster for you and dumpster for you yeah i think it's a cute is because he goes to lengths to just m- impress her and you know because he is a good boy sean cameron is. is a good sweet boy and he's kind of a simp for her but he's just not showing it yeah yet. he's not showing it yet uh, yeah he <laughs> is much yet. he is but i guess <laughs> right not in the way i guess i'm just thinking about the way that he'll go on to just like be such a like a full-on mm-hmm. emma simp but yes He's in the early stages. But yeah, obviously, guys, if you didn't pick it up, it was in her pocket. It was in her pocket the whole time. So he just went dumpster diving for nothing. They could have saved their time by retracing steps or checking pockets. Everything could have saved some time. This was preventable. But (laughs) uh, yeah, she runs away after this. I think it's so funny that she flees. She just she like has... lets a very awkward beat pass and then she just runs off. Degrassi and the awkward runoffs. Of course they have to put music had... on it, but like I just wish they would have just taken the music out and just <laughs> like the sound of her feet just running away. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I wanted because it's just an extremely awkward run away. Um and he's just his face is like, well, you know, like well. I don't know, kind of waiting for her to be like, laugh about it or make some kind of reaction because he's just not wanting to make her uncomfortable. And instead she just runs. And then, but it's so sweet then on Monday, first off, go Toby being like, if he likes you, he's not going to let a couple of pictures and some bird poop Mm -hmm. and (laughs) digging through the trash change that, which Mm -hmm. is really sweet of Toby. And then Mm -hmm. Sean comes over and I don't think we touched on it when they go back so emma can change spike yes, makes them take right. another picture yes and she's like showing them to jt and manny and toby and sean comes over and sees them and picks one of them up and is like can i keep this mm-hmm. so it's and all it's, yours it's so sweet. it's very sweet because he you know spoiler alert he keeps it yeah it's i mean i feel like it's a very cute there is there anything else after that um i feel like that i don't think that's in the like, end it but is I, no it is because the freeze frame is spinner and jimmy looking sad yeah about right right because are. then so Raditz, right there is one more scene right that the wrap-up of that b plot is just 
the, them feeling like assholes. I mean, they should feel like assholes, but they didn't. They didn't know any of that shit. They just knew that their teacher was being an asshole to them. <laughs> like, right. how are they supposed to know that her husband is chronically ill? They're not. Be kind. But you know, she also. We already talked about that, but that's why they kind of hang their heads and they're like, oh. We didn't know all this context that Mr. Raditz just gave us. And now we feel like dicks. And then, yeah. Yeah, they went too fucking far. That like, was just not- be nice to people. Just fucking be nice to people. And the, I'm not going to lie. It's not like I never egged cars in my youth. Whatever. I have Don't a very... Don't make that face at me. I have, I have a very strong fear of being apprehended so i like like not even by like the law just like by anybody so i've put like nary a toe out of line in my life like and i you know i will admit i have toilet papered a tree before for for mischief night the one time i did mischief night but i've never egged anything not because I wouldn't have, but just because I don't like that was not a popular thing to do in my area. So we just did not egg things. I might have though, if it maybe the opportunity presented itself. You know, when the opportunity to egg the right person's car presents itself, it's fun. I get the impulse <laughs> with the price of eggs having gone down. I think well, I'm fine. I think I could be persuaded. <laughs> The eggs are no longer an arm and a leg, so. I don't know. I feel like the first two pranks are so much more harmless. And, like, I get they're middle school boys. They have no impulse control. We have established Spinner in particular has absolutely no fucking impulse control. Right. None. And Jimmy's just the yes man. He just goes along with it. He's like, I guess I should feel like I should egg her car for making me and Ash feel like dirt. Yeah, because that's the one thing she did to me. Spinner has an actual reason to kind of be upset, right? though. <laughs> if if you want to think about it like that, like, I mean, Jimmy does, he, but he doesn't. Like it just like one thing Spinner's happened to you this morning, man. She keeps not letting me get away with horrible behavior. But to a kid, that's yeah. valid. <laughs> a kid with horrible, a kid with horrible behavior that. and horrible. Yeah, no. Well, and Quan started this war. They came into grade eight and she was like, Spinner or Gavin Reginald Mason, am I going to have to give you another 14 detentions? Mm -hmm. So yeah, no, I don't know why I said I like Quan. I don't think I don't like Quan. She is fashionable as fuck, but I I was going to say, I was actually, that's a great segue into my favorite corner. No. To transition into my favorite corner, which is the fashion corner, we've got to uh, talk about a couple look-sees. I don't actually have too many to like talk about in a negative way. I think this was a pretty strong episode in terms of I like most of what I saw, starting with Manny's shade of nail polish. It's actually very cute. It's a very cute summery shade. Really? I don't, I think it's cute summery shade. I don't know why a 12 year old's wearing it. Okay. In okay, the, cool. in the fall, no lot, no less, because it's supposed to be the fall still. Judging okay. by the colors of the trees in the background, which of course, you know, why do I pay? Because I love, I love foliage. So I'm always <laughs> like, oh, there are trees in the background that are really pretty. So yeah, I'm pretty sure it's supposed to still be the early months of school in the fall. I don't know why she's wearing that color, but, and it's not really her skin tone, but I do like it. 
It is a cute nail polish, but I had it in my notes too, because like I would wear that nail polish, but I'm old. I would not have worn that nail polish when I was 12. Caroline and is then 35, also- guys. <laughs> she is 35. I'm so old. I'm so Just old. so you know, that is not old, kids. <laughs> It is the dawn of life, but no, I'm joking. And then on top of that, Emma's wearing this like beige lipstick that is also a shade that is not for a kid her age. And it makes her look like a sickly Victorian child. Yeah, it's not even like a frost. It's no, it's just like it looks like she put like foundation on it. Yeah, right. It's yes. I don't I don't know what the choices were for because I feel like this. I didn't like how they just had Emma in like jackets and collared shirts. Like she was about to go be someone's blue collar worker. Like, I don't know. She just did not look how she normally looks. And and this was the episode where she's going on her first date. I personally like the second outfit she wore because it looks more like how she typically looks versus, I don't know, corporate attire. Like it looks kind of how the, uh, when I worked at an engineering firm, how the the elder white gentleman would dress when they would, you know, it was a little nippy outside. I'm going to pop on a fleece over my collared shirt. Why are you dressed like that for a first date? It just is not cute. (laughs) I did like her little baby hoops. Yes, her baby hoops were adorable. I think it's they're very cute on her because her neck is long and she's still growing into it. It's a very cute accessory that she doesn't normally wear. She normally does the Mm -hmm. studs. So I think it's very cute. I love Ashley's long denim coat. She's sitting Mm -hmm. down though. And I didn't even realize this. It is a one that I pointed out in Cabaret because she rewears it. But I rewatched this one. I was like, oh, yeah, she wore it already. And then it just I don't didn't realize it because she's sitting down. It's kind of a waste of the coat. So mm-hmm. and then she doesn't wear it again. But it's a very cute denim knee length coat with some cute fringe detail. Mm-hmm. And then I like Paige's strawberry necklace and her blue ribbed collared shirt. Very cute. I'm always paying attention to the details, y'all. I love the- <laughs> I've got like my little list. And I will shout out to Emma's crimped hair, too. I think she plays it out way too much in this episode. It I it was like only crimped in the front and not it was all-, all the way down. Yes. And and those were choices that were they, made that mm-hmm. I would not make. <laughs> I might have when I was twelve. I, might I was have gonna when say, I was like 12. she was just allowed free reign. And her mother is a hairstylist. Let us yeah. Let but let spoiler me. alert: it doesn't show until like season four. Thank you. Emma's hair is just a hot mess for a while. It's fine. It's fine. She's twelve. And I mean, and she's a successful hairstylist because she says things in the last episode when she got her period. I I did well this week. Let's go spend my tips. Yeah, I can also see that being a broke single mom thing where you're just like, I'm going to figure out where to. I thought that's possible money from from, because my kid needs retail therapy. I thought that that was possible. But if it's also just what she said at face value that she just did well, I want you, I want the payoff to show in your child's head because right, Emma looks like she just got full creative control, but with no guidance. The execution should, oh, I'm going to help you, honey. So your hair does not look fried, dyed and laid to the side all the time. All <laughs> and it's <the> just, <laughs> I mean, you know, I'm going to stop picking on a 12 year old because she probably, she did that hair herself. 
but I okay I'm sorry <laughs> but like 12 year olds especially in that era were cringe every single one of us we wore sparkly blue eyeshadow we crimped mm-hmm. our hair do you remember that hair tool that would crimp like a shape into your hair um, like I you could just like hot iron stars into your hair yeah and thankfully and like, my mom never let me buy any of that shit because <laughs> I first like, was like it's not gonna do what you you wanted to do to your hair so we shouldn't waste the money and I was like I mean fair enough but you're mean you're mean I got the bedazzler that's what I got I had little rhinestones I had little rhinestones in my head and I had the one that braided for you and did the fake colored hair I just had to have the fake instead of buying the ones that were in the store that you could just Mm -hmm. attach to your head and I had to have a gadget that did that yeah very extra (laughs) I don't know we're gonna make fun of middle schoolers in the early 2000s for their bad fashion Mm-hmm. And like, I get Miriam McDonald is a real person, but I bet Miriam McDonald looks back at that and is like, why did I think that this was the way to do my hair? Mm-hmm. So like, then, it's, yeah. it's, it's literally no shade because we all did it. And it's not any, sh- it's, it's playful, uh, playful jabs. Of right. Course. And like, that's, yeah, it's- and it's, it's part of what being a 12 year old girl, I feel like is, you know, yeah, it's trial and error. <laughs> A lot of trial and, and just error. and just having fun with it <laughs> and like you read dumb shit like 17 magazine and cosmo girl i remember cosmo girl once suggesting as a funky way to style your hair putting staples in it mm, i believe that so like, like, just like actually stapling your strands yeah. of your hair okay yeah that yeah, doesn't take sound like, a... like damaging your hair or anything. No, no. And like, you know, staple all the way down or you could staple fun designs. <laughs> I'm not even ma- like I'm not making fun of Miriam McDonald or Emma Nelson. I'm making fun of myself and every other 12 year old girl in 2001. Right. And that's completely valid. And it's it, bad what, hair. What if it's... what is childhood if we can't laugh about it? You know, right. And all the dumb shit that was done. And the fashion, because honestly, I think that half this shit, even though like they're it's cherry picking the trends of like the cutest things versus mm-hmm. the cringe shit that was actually worn yeah, on a day to day basis. But personally, I do have I feel like Jimmy and Spinner's windbreakers because they're sitting next to each other when they're in Radich's office and they're using the PA system. Mm-hmm. I think that they're very 2000s was yes. just wearing sportswear unironically not even like athleisure because that wasn't a thing but okay i'm gonna wear this entire windbreaker outfit including the pants (laughs) and i just want to swish all day yeah i'm I'm impressed with them for like being able to do some spy shit like sneaking into degrassi all like swish 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 yes (laughs) and literally jimmy's has a highlighter strip on it (laughs) literally (laughs) Okay, like have- he did not get the memo <laughs> okay yes I, I have one more for fashion and we're gonna okay. segue i like ash's end outfit when she when they find out that kwan's taking the leave of absence i like her high pony and her v-neck shirt especially i love her side eye and, and not even her side eye her like mom eye of looking mm-hmm. at them like i know you two bitches had something to do with this shit <laughs> 
yes but that um, is it for that fashion no <laughs> no it's not because we oh you not, have i i have a couple and you have off, a couple okay not, my bad. we did not talk about sean with his gray turtleneck under his denim jacket with his jeans it's like his normal day-to-day everyday outfit except instead there's a turtleneck and yeah. it's like i don't know he looks adorable and it is exactly what a kid like Sean th- is like. This is my dressing up outfit. And it's very cute and very on brand. But also, Charlie and I watched this together. And we had a moment of like, so JT comes in and he's wearing this shirt that's got like orange and black design on it. It mm-hmm. kind of looks like flames, but I'm pretty sure that it's not. That's, he just has weird wardrobe. I have one in the next And episode. then... In the next scene, we see Quan wearing this red button-up blouse. And it's got, like, circles in reds and pinks and orange and black. Mm -hmm. And Charlie and I were both like, like, they didn't match, but they had similar vibes. Oh, okay. That's so cool. Which I thought was interesting. And then my favorite fashion of this episode was actually a background character. Okay. In the scene where... Spinner and Jimmy are telling all the kids in class about pranking Miss Kwan. And there's this like ska pop punk kid standing behind them with like flaming red hair and a red bowling shirt and a horrible tie. I don't know why that gives me an image of Guy Fieri. (laughs) No, no, no. Think like tall, skinny, like ska kid. And that's it for Fashion Corner, which I do believe brings us into my favorite segment shots fired i had did you have any shots fired this episode i did i did but i don't know if they're similar so you can okay well i have three so why don't you start with one of yours i like in the beginning when uh toby is trying to talk to emma and manny or mostly emma emma says to manny let's go sharpen our pencils <laughs> and i'm just like that's like <laughs> i'm like emma's such a little <laughs> that's like i have to wash my hair yes i was like that is hilarious and he just oh man i would be thinking about that all day if i was him so mean but yeah that was one of them did you want me to keep going or do you want to i'll throw one of mine out yeah. So my first one is Paige referencing Heather Sinclair's bargain basement nose job. Oh shit. <laughs> Which is really mean. <laughs> oh Paige. <laughs> That's extremely mean. <laughs> and she's 12, 13, she's, maybe. Thir- no, she's 13, maybe 14. She's why does this yeah, 13, why this, maybe 14. Why does this girl have a nose job? Right? and why are you talking about the quality of her nose job (laughs) oh my gosh Paige I didn't first of all that's such a zinger I did not put that down so I'm glad that that was one of yours I I put down the Quan Quan talking to Jimmy and just like Mr. Brooks Spinner or Mr. Mason already has detention you can join him I don't know what like just the salty ass way she said it it's kind of like for me a shots fired at you know just genuinely what the the line read was but then shots fired at how salt like why are you so excited to tell a child that he has detention you're getting too much pleasure out of this because her husband is very ill and she is needs to torture children about it have some compassion avis she needs some protein she's she's doing too much fucking ot (laughs) like 
it's getting to her ass, okay? <laughs> and then Paige calling Sean a one-syllable kind of guy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> She's like, it's Sean. He's a one-syllable kind of guy. Like, yes. it's so mean. It is mean. And I think I said this earlier, just the the shots fired for me at Emma and Sean for not retracing the steps earlier because just bullshit could have been avoided. Like I'm looking at both of you guys, like both of you had a hand in preventing the bullshit. (laughs) But yeah, those are my, those are my three. (laughs) And then we had two Huns this episode. I'm glad you're tracking those huns. They, they they wear on me for some reason. <laughs> One of them we've already kind of referenced. They both happened in the same conversation. Um, and the first is, you know, Paige over here is Sean, or Emma and Manny talking about Sean. And she's like, oh, blah, blah, blah. Like, and it's like, oh, Sean or whatever. And Emma's like, no, or something. I don't know. She's awkward. Mm-hmm. And... Paige is like, hun, your thing for Sean is more obvious than Heather Sinclair's bargain basement nose job. Uh, Again, so mean. And then (laughs) Emma says the thing about Sean, how Sean asked her out and like hanging out or whatever. And Paige is like, hun, that's a date. Mm -hmm. And those are our two huns for this episode. So she's starting to say it more often. Yeah, she is. They're like, oh, we like this. sometimes i wonder if she really says it like that's part of why i'm tracking it is like does she say it that much or do i think she does because of that one degrassi mini so next up is wannabe roses are red manny wants to join spirit squad but emma says they're bimbos and that's on god Paige is starting a spirit squad. Manny wants to join it. In news that should surprise absolutely nobody, Emma thinks cheerleading is morally bankrupt. Morally bankrupt. She's absolutely appalled that Manny wants to, like, would even think about it. And then Manny blows her off to hang out with Paige and Hazel. And then Emma, you know, little Miss Cause girl, goes and does what she does best and writes an op-ed for the grapevine, which pisses off Paige. And then Paige rips it out of the grapevine and is, and then throws Hazel under the bus page is really extra awful this episode she is she is and in the b plot toby and jt are trying to like win a million dollars with pringles cans and liberty and <laughs> liberty finds the can they need and then spinner threatens them with violence <laughs> if they don't give him a cut and they don't end up becoming millionaires spoiler alert <laughs> spoiler alert <laughs> I completely forgot that Toby was like giving away his expensive shit, like his expensive technology to random girls just because he thought he was about to come into money. (laughs) That is like, I need so, like, I need me some Toby in that scene. Yeah. (laughs) You, you, oh, you can afford it. You were feeling he was gross and smarmy. I thought it was hilarious. I don't I don't know if I thought No, it was funny. It was funny, but then I was just thinking about like that guy as a grown-up. Oh. You haven't dated a lot of men, right? Um dated? No. I wouldn't okay. say what I did with them was dating. Okay. So not <laughs> not all men. 
but a lot of men suck to date like and especially like casual dating is like oh god i wouldn't be in my early 20s again for all the money in the world especially i don't know like it was cute and funny with toby doing it but it made me think about like i've gone on dates with that guy as a grown-up and i was like oh no thank you (laughs) deep shiver like i'm i'm good on this oh my gosh that's funny to think about toby as an adult though Right? I'm like, Toby, don't grow up to be that guy, please. I love you. Like, you're a sweet little baby. I love him, too. And now I'm kind of concerned <laughs> for the adult that he, you know, is time Not Toby. He'll be all right. Toby will be all right. I hope he just finds someone who doesn't, like, take advantage of how sweet he is. But then also someone who doesn't let him be a creep. You know, there's got to be, like, hope he gets a good spouse. But anyway... For me, the biggest part of the actual plot here with Manny and Emma is this is their like first instance of them butting heads for the simple fact that Manny wants to do something that Emma doesn't agree with. It happens enough times for it to be a thing. It does. I think watching it, you know, because I watched them again, like right before we record. Yeah, And watching it today, like, yeah, Emma was against cheerleading and didn't like that Manny disagreed with her. But it was it was more about Emma's insecurity of like Manny getting her own interests and finding other friends. And and that's its own kinds of issue. Mm hmm. I mean, honestly, she is like the, in as far as their relationship goes, she's the leader. She's the one who has the more defined interests and mm-hmm. fucking Manny supports her. That is Manny's function in their relationship, basically. So I think it is definitely her jealousy. Just, oh, okay, you're not going to have time for me, basically. Right. Like, you're not, you know, how long have we been friends? And now you're basically blowing me off. Like, no, I'm allowed to have more than one friend, Emma. I'm allowed to have more than just you in my life, you know, to spend time with her even just to, like hey, she's she's hey emma lets her hang out with liberty and toby and jt all right she's already... but not no one can ever be as like important as emma though and emma just sees somebody like Paige as a charismatic threat she's not wrong because manny is highly suggestible <laughs> and literally does shit that she knows is wrong because she wants to be accepted Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, I, I just think they never learn that, okay, your friends don't have to be up your anal cavity 24-7 to right. prove that you're friends. And that is kind of, in the, it, I, I like how they write Manny. It does make sense for how she goes, you know, how she eventually goes on to develop with just how she starts off as being Emma's lackey and not mm-hmm. really having her own storylines. This is, you know, really her time to actually have a def- like a voice against Emma. And I do appreciate her for being very vocal against Paige. And it's showing that even if this character was always second fiddle to Emma, she has a strong enough voice to be a character on her own. 
and that's why they're friends is because they're both outspoken people just in different ways so i do like it for her character development and like how how background she is until this point until she finds something that she actually does feel is interesting Mm -hmm. it just sucks that it's literally something that (laughs) that is demonized by fucking emma well emma hates a lot of things so like she she hates fucking there was was a high probability (laughs) that whatever interest manny got yeah, and AK have a problem. She just develops random like issues to have with things. Like, okay, mm-hmm. I don't like this. I don't like that. I do. Did you notice that this episode is the first time that Manny tells somebody that they're that just they're just jealous? jealous? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I did not. I I think that this, that's, I mean, that I didn't include that in my little speech about her, how this is the great beginning to her arc and how she'll eventually, you know, but this is, yes. This is like the origin story for (laughs) Manny's like bitchy side. I love Manny's bitchy side. I mean, she, she does it so well and it doesn't come off as like, I mean, sometimes it does, but her whininess, it's not like sometimes Emma, when she's being a bitch, she sounds whiny. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, when Manny is being a bitch, she's coming at your claws out. <laughs> but still also, like, most of the time, very cool. Yes. Right. She, her, she didn't stutter once. I was like, mm-hmm. that's so impressive as somebody who, when I get a little upset, sometimes I stutter. <laughs> when I get mad, I, I'm a Pisces. I'm a March mm-hmm. Pisces. Mm-hmm. And I cry when I'm happy. I cry when I'm sad. I cry when the sky is too blue or not blue enough. And I cry when I'm fucking angry. I do too. As a July and Cancer, it, same. And it <laughs> same. Sucks because like nobody takes you seriously. They don't. It's like I would, you know, my my girlfriend tells me, "Oh, your lip is trembling." When I tell her something and like and I stand in my conviction, she's like, "Your lip is trembling." And I'm like, "That's not something I can control." Like, stop t- stop coming stop coming from my life i'm trying to be serious here <laughs> or i'm trying you know it's definitely an emotion that boils yeah. over that you can't control like you know tears just happen i don't control them <laughs> i feel like there was a, there was definitely a reason we got on this tangent manny being really fucking cool when she's angry thank like, you i was like there was a relation <laughs> there's a relation um, no. I love there's like two different shots of Emma lurking in like the window <laughs> and she's wearing this god awful sweater this episode. Is that the is it a, the green it's one? It's the big bulky green one. Yeah. It's then, not okay. And then they put Manny in a similar orangey one, but it's not that it's not as bulky, but the collar is like plump. The collar is really plump, but like <laughs> I'm just like, what is it? <laughs> but but Manny's is Manny's is it, still better. It's definitely not as offensive as Emma. Whatever the fabric is, it just looks itchy as shit. Emma's um. looks like <laughs> Manny's looks like she bought it at a store, and Emma's looks like it was made by her grandma, and it was literally the first thing her grandma had ever knit. I feel like we're. I want to pin. <laughs> I mean, I want to pin this for fashion corner, but no, I want to pin this for fashion corner because I was just about to start talking about more fashion. You know, I love. Yeah. No. I don't have that much else on this one. If you want to transition into fashion corner, we can. Yeah, because I feel like the only thing I really wanted to say is just that I I don't know why. Maybe it's just the fact that I did a couple years 
maybe like five years collectively at all the schools I went to of journalism, you know, like I did, Mm -hmm. I did the school newspaper and, you know, either I edited or I did, you know, columnist stuff for it. I actually felt personally victimized by them tearing out Emma's op-ed and not because I wanted Emma's op-ed to be read, to be read by anybody, but just because why oh my the fuck God. are you ripping shit out of a publication? That that just bothered me, and I don't know. Maybe it's just the nerd in me. Maybe it's just the fact that like I'm a writer. I just I was like ah, and the rip was so pronounced too. I think that's the big. <laughs> It, but it should not have been in the paper to begin with. Liberty is like drunk on fucking power faking, and boots. Fucking <laughs> about to be a millionaire power. Because like she reads it, it's like blah, blah, blah. They're just a bunch of bimbos. I don't remember the exact wording, but it was yeah. not appropriate. I think also Liberty was feeling a little like saucy. She's like, just she's like, yeah, just like whatever. She, like you said, drunk on power. She's just, you know, why not? Like I, Emma I'm, being like, I didn't think it was harsh enough. I can make it harsher. She's like, no, this is already going to no. fuck shit up. <laughs> she's you know, like, it's already going to be entertaining. To be a cheerleader, right? And Paige is such a bitch. This up, like I don't want to call a teenage girl a cunt. But Paige is a fucking cunt this episode. She's just like pitting Manny and Hazel against each other for no reason. Right. I mean, honestly, Hazel's just minding her business, having participated in all of Paige's bullshit up till now. So she thought she was fine. But no, you weren't there to protect yourself, Hazel. So under the bus you go. (laughs) Well, and even, even before that, though, like when Paige is like... Hazel's oh, the, like, yeah. let me, you know, show us yes. this new move. And she does the toe touch. Oh my God. Like, I have to talk about that. Toe I'm touch. sure mm-hmm. Manny can do it better. Like why? And then, yeah. And she's like, careful. You're making Hazel jealous or whatever. Yes. It's yeah. very much a, I don't know what she's getting out of it. I keep saying this because like, I'm not a mean person. So to me, what she's getting out of it is creating competition within the group. So that people aren't competing with her for the attention and the power. I love that because as somebody who's never been like a privy to that kind of those hired social dynamics, <laughs> I wouldn't know. <laughs> it makes sense though. Yeah. No, I'm just a little autistic and I like to figure out what people's motivations are. So it's like, if I don't, I mean, it's, it's kind of shameful to admit if I don't understand someone I'm like mm-hmm. I'm trying to figure you out but I don't always have the pieces so I didn't even think like my brain just did not go to the point of okay she wants to create chaos so that the spotlight is you know, not even it's still on her but it's like the the others are now fighting like everybody below her is fighting so that she retains her yeah well she becomes the orchestrator well, and I feel like she's a mastermind enough to 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 actually be <laughs> for that to really be what's going on. Like <laughs> she's smart as shit. Yes, I think she yeah, is. No, yeah, I think she's that calculated. <laughs> Spoiler alert: people who aren't smart as shit don't get into banting. She does. <laughs> she does get into banting, does she? Does doesn't she? And I, I mean, you know, that's a whole nother. I'm just imagining her face as she lights up her trash can. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Ooh, oh, I can't wait to get there. It's- I love it. I'm so excited. Yes. 
I love season one. I think it lays some great foundation, but I cannot wait to get to season two when Degrassi really does start to go there. Yes, indeed. Let's um, you know, we're gonna buckle up. We're we're almost we're almost there. <laughs> but yeah, so Paige is just unnecessarily mean all throughout this episode. Yeah, it, she is. I mean, it's kind of hilarious. She's just it, like the perfect template of like that head cheerleader, like mean girl. That's what she's trying to. <laughs> yeah, that's what she's trying out for right now. She's trying to get people together, so she has an entire squad of people to torture emotionally um <laughs> so yeah uh and oh can we talk about the graphics where they're designing the fucking cheerleaders <laughs> yeah <laughs> she's like i think i like this shorter skirt better i'm like you are in middle school that is like literally like <laughs> like you could see the top of that graphics ass cheeks if she leans over like right. I, I don't know who approved this. Um, obviously, there's <laughs> Degrassi has no approval system. They don't have teachers that supervise things. No. Um, but yeah, I mean, do you have any more free talk, deep talk? Not really. No, I think we can jump on into the fashion if you'd like. Yeah, you know, once again, uh, the fashion corner is my favorite corner. I I want to kick it off with JT's blue it's like a hawaiian type shirt but the actual print it looks like various figures in action i had to stare at this print for a long time at first i thought it was sasquatches i don't i don't think that that's what (laughs) i think it's like people in motion like doing various sports poses and shit but it also looks like camo i don't know it's a lot going on (laughs) but i think it's overall a pretty cool shirt um for jt who tends to dress like he just got dressed in the dark which is on track for a 12 year old boy Speaking of getting dressed in the dark, and this isn't even getting dressed in the dark because this shouldn't be in your closet to begin with, Liberty. What Damn. is your long sleeve red shirt with the gray, like fake sweater vest that's only in the front? It's not okay. <laughs> Nobody should own that shirt, and especially not a 12 year old girl. Yeah, I don't know. Well, you know, her entire wardrobe is pretty tragic. But that's particularly tragic. It's Um, particularly tragic. It's like the rest of her wardrobe, she's at least like trying to have a style. She just doesn't have good style. mm -hmm. But like, like if I owned that shirt, it would be because like somebody had left it at my house. (laughs) And it was comfortable. So I'll like hang out around the house in it. And maybe on a day where the depression is running deep, I would run to the gas station in it. Oh, but like, but like, no, it's a horrible shirt. I hope it was comfortable because there's no other justification for it. Like it needs to be the most comfortable shirt in the world. I mean, shit, we gotta only hope that Liberty's dressing for comfort at this point. Otherwise, what the fuck is she dressing for? Like, what the fuck is she dressing for if not for comfort? Okay, I'm sorry, those fucking red-ass Ted Mosby cowboy boots were not comfortable, I guarantee it. Okay, but cowboy boots apparently, because my mom just got really into the rodeo recently, (laughs) and her her and her boyfriend have been... (laughs) 
I just went to a rodeo. So bad. She sounds like the coolest person ever. She is. She's cooler than I am. She owns a pair of, of boots that she is. Uh, but like we we have like wide like pebbles and bam bam feet. I am not talking about us negatively. That is literally what they look like. We have little wide like stubby feet. So Girl, they don't. Same. So they fit in wide shoes. Very like we love our wide fit shoes and she's like they are very like they're insanely comfortable once you get over the toe pinch she says there's a toe pinch because of the 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 way that the boot you know Mm -hmm. forms a point but other than that she's like a happy camper because she they let her feet spread out apparently (laughs) so i'm like okay i mean but the way that liberty like dusts a of like of like off of the boots of uh, uh, some so, debris off like, concerned and like <laughs> she's like these are my favorite disgusted these are my that boots. a piece of dust would dare fall on her boots and they do they make me think of ted mosby and how i met your mother and his stupid fucking red cowboy boots the liberty wears them better oh my i love how they do a shot of you know how they do their hallway transition shots but like mm-hmm. there's the one shot of i think radish is over the, the loudspeaker yes and she walks by in the boots <laughs> and i'm like they they had to showcase the boots i mean it's the first of all i love emma's line delivery because i don't know if you guys remember a couple of years back the meme about like what are those yeah. like these those are, are my, my crocs. crocs yes <laughs> so like this <laughs> this actually got circulated i believe that this was made into a meme of emma saying um what are those <laughs> like that's all i ever think of because that's her exact face it's just like what are those so yes uh liberty's boots are her pride and joy, joy. no one else's no one else's but you know we, we we gotta take what we can get from liberty because she is very fashion unfortunate for a while yeah i like Paige's plush coat although i feel like it, you know she just likes statement pieces so i feel like i'm giving her all of these fashion ticks for for doing things that she like she knows i'm paying attention to well she pairs <laughs> this like brown faux fur coat though with this fuzzy backpack mm-hmm. that's like looks almost like tie-dye but it it's does fuzzy. it's, like, it's yeah. like blue and pink and purple and it's mm-hmm. it's it's and it's not a it's not a mini backpack like Hazel has, but it's not yes, it's a full it's small, size backpack. Right, but it's not mini. Yeah. I actually you can't I, put I a like their both. In it. Oh, first of all, I wanna know how Paige Michael Chuck carries her school things. Because she never wears a backpack like Ashley. She's not like she's carrying little cases that literally has her her PDA, her damn lip gloss, and like what like she, maybe her lunch money and, and a Twix bar that's not hers. And that's not hers. <laughs> like this girl has no books. She does not. Maybe a pencil. Maybe she has a pencil in there. Maybe I pen. mean in in this episode she was like carrying her books in her binder, but like. No, you have so many textbooks. Oh, right, she was. I, I don't think I've seen her carrying school supplies up until now. I don't now. know, Paige Michael Chuck is a mystery. <laughs> and how, like, are you actually going to class, but no. And then Emma's fucking awful sweater. Yeah. We, After yeah. two amazing sweaters in a row, she came in with like just this like, she mm-hmm. looks like an like a it's like a swamp thing sweater it is it's really unfortunate and i mean a lot of moments happen in the sweater so we were forced to watch well, it. and they're like <laughs> creepy moments of her like lurking in a window mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Did you have any more fashion? Yeah, I like Paige's lavender turtleneck outfit. It's a turtleneck yes. I don't hate. It's a very sleek. Those are the hot turtlenecks that we mm-hmm. that we choose, we will take you to the to 2023 you can come that style that style of turtleneck mm. <laughs> i love and i love her little mini skirt stockings combo mm-hmm. with it. she has stockings on yeah i mean i'm good on the corner on the fashion corner i had some shots fired i do too okay. <laughs> yes. can i go first this time yeah absolutely go manny in the bathroom scene when she says to emma you know the difference between you and Paige." Paige is fun. You're yeah. so boring. Sometimes I want to scream. And poor Emma yeah. looks. I want to cry for Emma because, to be honest, it's always the quiet ones. It's always the people that don't like. And I mean, Manny's not quiet, but she's sitting on so many fucking zingers and so much like she could destroy Emma's life. Yeah, <laughs> just with all of, all of the shit she just doesn't say, and that is one of them. And I, yeah, it's very sad. <laughs> Extreme shots fired. Pew, pew, pew. Pew, 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 pew. <laughs> what was um, yours? So I just, I don't know why they do, I, I don't know why they do the ADR where they have people doing like, wow, oh my God, she's so good type of thing. <laughs> But when Manny is cartwheeling in the hallway, there is ADR from an unseen person saying, wow, how did she do that? <laughs> I'm just like, I don't know. It made me slightly unhinged because I had to replay it to make sure that that, that was actual ADR. And yes, like it's a cartwheel, yes. guys. It's a cartwheel. But yeah, that was one of them for me. I liked when Liberty, when JT and Toby were trying to get Liberty's can, and mm-hmm. Liberty was like, find a dictionary and look up pathetic. <laughs> I thought that was, you know, that was a sick bird, yeah, Liberty. It, it, it was. It was. She's, I love Liberty. I love Liberty too. And personally, maybe this is being too mean to Spike. I feel like I've already been mean to Spike in this episode. But Spike, why is that computer still in Emma's fucking room? (laughs) I didn't notice that. Why is the computer still in Emma's fucking room? (laughs) Have we not learned? (laughs) Have we learned nothing? Spike won't be winning Mother of the Year anytime soon. (sighs) Not from us, I don't think. try to give her points but just like take two steps forward take three giant steps back like what the fuck (laughs) do you think that emma would suck less if they had reversed it in degrassi junior high and spike had had the abortion and heather had had the baby oh shit (laughs) is that personally i mean i'm fine with it but i just think that what would have happened was um because the other twin was so damn i I always forget her name the other two Erica. Was, Erica, thank you. Erica was so damn like hyper, like anxious about her and like being pregnant. And I feel like she just would have been the worst. She would have created like Emma, like all of the wrong qualities and none of like the three good qualities that this Emma does have. <laughs> like I think, like so if they had, if in an alternate universe where Heather is the one to have the baby, 
Emma is even worse. I think Emma would be even worse because she'd have to fight between a lackadaisical mother and literally a mother who is like smothering her for being alive. Like, okay, you're born now. I need to protect you. I don't know. Erica was weird. Like, you weren't the one that was pregnant, girl. Your twin was. (laughs) Do you have any more shots fired? No. Okay, I have two more. Yes. Um, Please tell me. Hazel's toe touch. I used to be a cheerleader. Girl, that's ugly. Extremely. <laughs> you are not making any squad. With so that Paige was right that Manny could probably do it better. Oh, totally. There's just no flexibility. I don't know if Hazel's just not flexible. Like Andrea Lewis, I'm sure they told you to do it badly because you are our queen and and nothing ever can be said wrong about you. But it just was the form was off. The form is bad. Um, and then uh, I think we, yes that's what I talked about it off the top I liked I thought it was hilarious but I, I'm gonna fire shots at Toby for giving away his shit because he thought he was coming into money I'm firing yeah. shots at that cause yeah. that's <laughs> dumb <can't>, dumb <laughs> yeah that's, that's enough shots for me I had a black hole oh awesome I and I don't know, he may stick around for a couple more episodes, but he never oh, gets any real attention. Oscar, Oscar oh. from the You're Spirit right. Squad. You're right. Um, Actually, but I like yeah. him. I like um, him too. He's cute. They give him, he's a cool, and he's cute. He can do cool he's graphics a male cheerleader. on the computer. He's a male cheerleader. Yeah, like he's, he's a cool guy. And he's, I mean, they. I guess they just decided they didn't want that triad friend group. Yeah. <laughs> poor Oscar. So you know, pour one out for Oscar. Sorry, but <laughs> yeah, I think we're good to slide on into Cabaret, our final episode. Roses are red. Ash wrote a bland song. Terry needs the Mystic Oracle to convince her she's wrong. I love that. <clears throat> It's time for lunchtime cabaret at Degrassi. Emma is performing an interpretive dance piece about poaching, but she needs someone to play the hunter. Sean is very much not interested, relatable, but White Knight Toby is here to save the day. Terry and Ash are planning to debut their new group, Two Girls and a Keyboard, but Paige muddles the waters when they turn their duo into a trio. And honestly, Two Girls and a Keyboard is a really boring fucking title. It's the worst band name ever, except maybe for three girls and a keyboard. <laughs> She's like, let's just keep it simple. Three girls and a keyboard. Three girls no. and a keyboard. No. No, first of all, I just respect that Terry is just non-confrontational. And so the entire episode is Terry trying not to t- to literally just scream at Ash. Boo, you stink. Right. Like- <laughs> Her face, though, when she's doing the very slow-ass funereal um, version of that song in the beginning is hilarious. Like, I'm like, Terry, Ashley girl. Ashley loves a really sad girl song. She does. And I mean, I, this is the first instance, I'm going to clock it because I think it happens like two more times, of Ashley having her very like strong lyrics in terms of like songwriting she's a good songwriter but having her con her her song upgraded by people who are more talented yeah 
I mean, and not to say that Paige and Terry are better singers than she are because uh, is because Ashley is a very good singer. Mm-hmm. They're just better at like entertaining and making people actually want to listen to them, which is important for right singer and at producing. <laughs> I would say yes. Um, but so sna- yeah, shout out to Snake. <laughs> they <laughs> they make. Ashley's song faster and poppier and better and then they perform at the cabaret without her but it's not like (laughs) it's not until right before the cabaret that she tells them she's not going to go on Mm -hmm. she yes and and then they have this perfectly choreographed dance number for two these bitches like they were setting her up because what was Ashley gonna do who's actually right (laughs) that's i love how movies and tv like they do that like they completely ignore the reality of choreography and the fact that like no now there's a hole missing in the dance because literally doing a choreographing a duo is completely different from choreographing a trio right your your spacing is different like there would be it would be very clear that there was supposed to be a third person there you don't just you're not able to just pull that together into a a duo at a drop of a hat Mm. but whatever um and then all the mystic oracle shit is funny (laughs) is really funny and like i love ashley like in the first scene is like really quick to be freaked out by it and all terry Mm -hmm. is like is like i call upon my guardian angels and my mystic spirit guides or whatever Mm -hmm. and ash is like stop you're freaking me out (laughs) i I just have a first of all i have a problem with terry bringing a literal ouija board to school i have a personal problem with that (laughs) You're trying to summon spirits for what? Show and tell? Girl, if you don't get out of here. <laughs> it stressed me out, personally. But um, I do think that that whole, oh, yeah, my aunt, you know, predicted a stroke because of that. Like, okay, just because that very specific instance happened doesn't mean, you know, you're putting stock into it in every instance. I just right. think that... <laughs> I find it funny how this is just, oh, something Terry's into suddenly and never mentioned before I and then throws Degrassi her cards do away. That, though. It's like they they, they do it. For... They're, they're going to keep doing it. It's going to keep happening. <laughs> Somebody had to like have I feel like you're it. not supposed to throw away tarot cards. I think I, I, like, I, I think of, you yeah. don't just throw those in the trash. Maybe that's like, why Terry they tied gets to you? Like... Yeah, I think they're like spirit, like you spiritually, like tie yourself to them or something like there's to make them work and actually like because then the person act has to touch it too that's why she has her picket to put your energy into the card to get an actual reading i've had readings done before and she had made me rub the cards and like shuffle them myself before i even got a reading from her so i think you have to like endow energy into it it is something i semi you know believe in Mm -hmm. however I think that for the purposes of the episode, it's just a very playful thing that they wanted to toss in there because and Terry's they, so non-confrontational. Yeah, <laughs> so like, she this has is a great like, way. Use, <laughs> use fake magic to manipulate Ashley. Mm-hmm. My, I mean, my biggest issue with Ashley throughout this whole episode is how she's like, this is the better version. You know that, right? And like, basically like try to put like, your ideas are not Terry's ideas. Like Terry's allowed to have an opinion that is not yours, Ashley. 
<laughs> right. Like, I'm sorry. Your version makes me want to sit in my dark room and, and like, stare cry, at the wall. Stare at cry. the wall. Like, mm-hmm. it's maybe pick up a hammer. It's um. not for the cabaret, <laughs> it is for a coffee house. Yeah, she, I mean, I think that Ashley is just so self-righteous sometimes, especially about her music. Okay, I wrote it, so this is how it's going to be, basically. Mm. Okay, but honey, you know, just because you wrote it doesn't mean you're actually performing the best version of the song. But she's also, like, just doesn't want anybody to have any ideas that relating to her music, so. Yeah. Unless just, they are. It's so great, and it definitely is better without Jimmy's rap. Mm-hmm. It's so not better without Jimmy's rap. Just like this version. And like I love how Snake is like Oh my god. Don't worry, Snake there's two so like cute. this is just of whatever, you know, both versions are still on the computer. Like and I, I love, love he's so excited yes. about this when he's like yes. Ch- y'all ready for this? And it's yes. did <laughs> it <anything> change. <laughs> they he added a little bit more um like that whatever whatever i'm sorry can you do that again (laughs) whatever that sound is it's i can hear it in my head it's very popular with like these kind of club it sounds like a club mix i love i love how he was just able to come up with that shit in five minutes well i mean it he, it would have been can you imagine how great the zit remedy would have been if they had asked you know that's all he's thinking about is like man if my <laughs> if me and my guys had had this uh, this kind of equipment like i i don't know that first of all the music video that he mentions was so i love how he mentions that and you could just see how excited he still is about the music I love that little tie-in to Vintage They're Degrassi. one song with, like, two lyrics. They're one song with two lyrics that they just never bothered to add a verse to or, like, maybe write another song or anything. They literally got that shit recorded and <laughs> made a music so video much. for one song. Yeah, Zip Remedy, guys. <laughs> you heard of it? Uh, <laughs> and then... Emma's Emma's Panther Endangered, that's what it's called. Mm-hmm. Um, She's got some cojones to do that, to, to just want to get up in front of your peers and do any shit like that. <laughs> I feel like, I don't know, I feel like if Manny had been able to stay the Panther, it would have been good. It would have been, yes. It would have been good. It still would have been what it was. A little cheesy. A little cheesy. I heard I lo- that is probably the one ADR I won't call out for because I love that I was like okay this is middle school people should be laughing but they weren't they weren't laughing at her yet but someone did say what is this <laughs> <laughs> like just the- I'm like yeah <laughs> I'm glad we're thinking the same shit what is this <laughs> Like, um, and I, uh, <laughs> I gotta call out Toby again because again, like this behavior, if he carries it into adulthood, is problematic. Get out of it, here with it, your nice guy bullshit. True, you said this. To me. <laughs> You're calling out baby Toby. Like, don't do not let these habits continue to 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 form, or you will be. I fucked just, up. I've known these Mr. men, nice Toby. Guy. Don't be them. Don't do not become these men. Actually, what he says is hilarious. 
because JT's like, oh, she has a boyfriend now, you know, and he's like, who refused to dance? Who's the fool now? Like, no, he says, who's the hero now? <laughs> who's the hero now? Oh, why did where did I get fool from? I don't maybe know. in the beginning, maybe in the beginning, but yeah, no, he is certainly ready to like step in. But like, I love how you you just get that comparison after they do the dance of Sean in the like the foreground and him in the background, mm-hmm. how small he looks compared yeah. to Sean. And I don't know, obviously he's shorter than Emma too. So <laughs> it's just, I don't know. Everybody's shorter than Emma, except for Emma, Except, damn. Emma's kind of tall. <laughs> and, um, and Sean, you know, comes through. Oh, when I love making fun, and he just stands yeah. up and is like, "Shut up and let him dance." Yes, like I love you, Sean. You're just you. You're just you're perfect. You're you stand up and you do the 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 Lord's work because no one else was going to stand up for those three people. And I love how she continues dancing. And I put in my notes. Emma said, "My man wants an encore." <laughs> like. <laughs> She's like, I've got the dancing spirit. And just <laughs> I love it. I love it. But I do have a gripe with, I mean, okay, personally, I've just been to so many of these like school shows or whatever. I don't know why they sent Paige and Terry up there with no sound equipment and a blasting backing track. How are they supposed to be heard? <laughs> How yeah. is that practical? <laughs> Like I know their audience was right there, but even still, you would you would have not have heard their voices all crisp and loud like that. Like they had microphones in front of yeah. them. <laughs> Hilarious. Well, also, oh. why are we doing this at lunch? <laughs> why this are we is doing such this? a janky operation? Well, because Degrassi's weird about like after school activities. Like, remember the dance where Terry's drunk is the first night dance. But Radish right. doesn't find out about that and still lets them, like, supposedly another night dance is supposed to happen the next month. Well, yeah, but we learn in the episode where Liberty has dyscalculia that the last talent show some microphones. Were yes. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm so sorry for my brazen ass laugh, but, like, I actually think, I don't know why. It's because I'm sure that is a serious issue for schools to have their equipment stolen like that. But I just, maybe, okay, wait, was that just answered? My question was answered. The microphones were stolen at last year's show. So to prevent that, no microphones. Fuck you. <laughs> You better project sense. that voice. Project that voice. Thank you. And bam, here's a, a really loud blasted. We're going to blast the backing track. We're just going to pump it up, right? And you better sing, bitch, or you're not going to be heard. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm, I completely forgot that the microphones were still <laughs> Radage is oh, a sadist. Um, he sure is. I've, they're just the, the he planning. He and are like a match made in heaven. Someone was like, oh, let's just throw a cabaret for these kids. But no, no, you know, no sexiness. Because I feel like isn't cabaret, they usually have like, like scantily clad women. Yes. In what world is cabaret appropriate <laughs> for middle schoolers? In yeah, Canada. cabaret in might Canada. not have been the best word for what they were trying to do here. 
It's not what they did. <laughs> You're like, but it <laughs> definition like the definition of cabaret. Like they did not do that. Oh my gosh. They, they didn't. <laughs> Okay, well, no, because I looked it up, and cabaret is a form of theatrical entertainment featuring music, song, dance, recitation, or recitation, I'm not sure how you pronounce that one, or drama. Mm -hmm. So it's a variety show. You're thinking of a burlesque show. I thought, hmm. I do have burlesque in my brain, but I thought that they had. Probably because of the musical cabaret. I'm thinking of the musical yep. cabaret. Yep. Thank you. Thank yeah, thank you very no, much. No, cabaret in and of itself is not inherently sexual, but Got burlesque it. is a burlesque show is often a cabaret style show. Mm. Learn something new today. Love learning. So, <laughs> so there's your little, you know, more you oh. know, drop of knowledge. Right. Love it. Love to educate on this show. Terry Definitions and, Corner. Terry and <laughs> Paige are so lucky that Manny sprained her ankle. Oh my gosh. Can we talk about the Foley on that ankle crunch? It was brutal. Oh yeah, no, <laughs> like, I, I, it hurt me. It hurt me. It, it just sounded like such a clean, like watching it, I was like, oh no, thank you. Like poor Manuela. <laughs> She's talking about like she's excited about what what moves can be incorporated then fucks herself up. Oh my gosh. It's, yeah. I'm sorry. I just jacked it. You said that Manny what what did you Just that, they, that no, just that Terry and Paige lucked out. Oh, uh, we're that lucky. Then yes. hey, Ashley was like, "Oh, the oracle is right." Ah, uh, right. That was the cuz she predicted that I think, (laughs) are we ready to move on into fashion corner? Your favorite corner? My favorite corner? Yeah. Yeah, Nobody puts fashion in the corner. (laughs) Yeah, I feel like, so I really did like Terry's outfit in the first scene with the sweatband. Mm -hmm. I just think that they don't always dress her like it, it. the most poppy in the scene and she really stood out against Ashley in that scene I was kind of sad that they only had her in that outfit for one scene but very cute I thought she looked so cute in her cabaret outfit though I oh totally that's my I have it on here I love the sparkle I love her glasses and her hair is really Mm -hmm. cute it's very and I love how her and Paige actually complement each other they look like they're a very cute duo yeah yeah i think it's i love i love those outfits on them but especially terry's outfit because she looks confident she's having a good time and it complements her body definitely and her hair looks great her hair her hair is fabulous it's fabulous speaking of hair i want to know what the fuck manuela was doing with those little two front buns and the ponytail um i thought that was cute i think anything that she has tip unless like because she her hair is always very sleek looking i think that most of the time it's inoffensive even if it's not cute to me at this it just took me out of it because i was like ever was reminded of like a little baby elephant and i was like you're still cute (laughs) but what the fuck (laughs) like i still i still love you manuela but what the fuck 
And then she wears a variation of it where she just lets some of her like her hair out of the ponytail. And it's like long hair, ponytail, two buns. <laughs> it's just mm. a lot. <laughs> it's we we love Manny, but you know, damn girl. Um <laughs> and I actually like how they let Ashley repeat a couple outfits in this episode. I love that they let her repeat her lilac collared shirt mm-hmm. that I loved they, in the last uh, two pack. They do that with everybody, which I love. Like, cause a lot of yeah, TV shows, they do do it with everybody. I guess know. I'm noticing it more because I like Ashley's fashion in the first season more than I like. But I noticed season. it. I noticed it today, and you know what I thought in my head. Mm-hmm. Ashley Kerwin, you are an outfit outfit repeater. repeater. <laughs> Oh wait, isn't that? And then she's like, "And you, and you're an outfit rememberer, which is like kind of worse." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I love me some Lizzie McGuire, man. Same. I okay, and I love. I have to call out Paige's busy ass blouse as a. I love it because it's giving me Italian, like it's giving me like a like a Renaissance painting. Just the vibes, but I feel like it's so the, chaotic. Like, space blouse, yeah, like right, like I can't. You know, it's like got a horse on it. It's got a star on it. It's got planets. It's got like yeah, I think it's got sp- yeah, yeah. To circle back, I do. Um, I love Liberty's tuxedo. I think that she's adorable, and it's probably the one outfit that I actually don't think that she owns personally, <laughs> but it looks so cute. <laughs> I don't think that she owns that outfit for some reason, but it's so cute. I love the top hat and I love how it's feminine. You know, it's like got a little feminine mm-hmm. touch with the, um, the beating and, uh, it, it's, it's a very Liberty outfit. Love it. It's very, it is very Liberty. And yeah, that's it for my, my fashion corners there. I don't have any more. Yeah, I do not either. I do have another shots fired. You know what? This three pack, by and large, like it was not any heavy hitter episodes, but there were some good shots fired. Oh, totally. I think we have. Yeah, I have, I have four. So. Oh, so, I okay. actually I only have one, and it is okay. Go on. It is Paige's face when she's listening to Ashley's fucking song. <laughs> oh, right, in the cl- in class with her in class, and she's just like, <laughs> I love Paige. Like she it. looks disgusted. Like she's listening to like a, a true crime podcast for the first time ever. Oh my gosh! It's whole, her face is actually very funny. It is. And she's she's like, what the fuck? <laughs> yes. I mean, in that same vein, I'm. I have to fire shots at Ashley's the take the first version of Ashley's fucking song. It's because so slow. Ashley, you are not going to a funeral i was just about to say you are not alanis morissette but that would be extremely insulting to alanis morissette yeah and i love her she wishes that she was alanis morissette but it's fine and then i love that uh when (laughs) my next one is when radich comes into homeroom and he's like i'll be your homeroom teacher again and they're like oh and his little (laughs) look his look where he's like shut the fuck (laughs) settle down (laughs) He gave actual, like, teacher eye, like, I haven't had to pull this out in a while. Like, (laughs) excuse me. And they all just died down very quickly. (laughs) And I think I already said my, that I was appalled that Terry brought a Ouija board to school. 
Yes. I'm going to fire shots at her and also her father for even if you didn't know that she brought it to school, you at least knew that she had it. So I'm firing shots at you. For Are you like, <laughs> sorry, I had a tickle in my throat. <laughs> Are you scared of Ouija boards? Um, scared is not, it's more how I feel about the ocean. There's a heavy respect and a heavy, heavy anxiety. I, same. I'm just not fucking around with it. (laughs) I just don't fuck around with things like that. I, I can see that with like the not Milton Bradley or Parker Brothers or whatever Ouija boards, but like I just don't think that something that I buy at fucking Toys R Us for like $35 is gonna They sell kids Ouija boards? They sell Yeah, toys? they sell them in the game section. It's a game. Avis, <laughs> hey, your face right now. <laughs> You're so upset. <laughs> You're like, not the children. The toys are us. That's exactly how I feel, Dylan. Not the children. Anybody but the goddamn children. Oh my gosh. No, I didn't know that they had that in game form. What the hell? No. That's what Terry has. Like, it's just like a little, like. I had no idea. It's like a little <laughs> shitty just... game board and like a plastic, pushy thing. Planchette. I thought, yo, right between Monopoly and Scrabble. (laughs) Not in my, not in my black home. I'm sorry. (laughs) I will never, (laughs) it will never enter my threshold. I did not know that it existed. (laughs) Y'all just taught me some new foolishness. No, no, thank you. So, so, like, why did you think that I was like, I'm appalled? That she, I thought it was an actual Ouija board she brought no, to school. No, I mean, it is, but it's, I've, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's like a mass manufactured. Nobody's summoning any de- demons with that shit. You can't talk to the spirit world. It's, it's, I, was, I mean, yeah. Okay, Terry, you don't not. know that. For me, I don't know how spirits can differentiate between shit like that. Oh, I'm just joking. It's just a game. <laughs> How do they know? <laughs> it's like, fuck, even if it is a game, maybe it's not a game for them. <laughs> like, vroom, vroom, now I'm in your living room. Like, I don't know. <laughs> for me, that just is like one of those things that I don't think is a game. But what's that? Power, what's to that and Bradley. <laughs> what's that mean with the lady with the witch hat? That's like, if you can't summon your own hellfire, store bought oh, is fine. Oh, is fine. Yeah. <laughs> So I I think it's time to wrap up this episode and ask a couple of questions, but before we do, or award some accolades and ask a question, but before we do, I have Mm -hmm. a question for Canadians because in one of the lunchroom scenes, Sheila like puts a tray up and says, lamb stroganoff. Do public schools serve lamb in their cafeterias in Canada? Y'all got the budget. I actually would believe that Canada has the budget for that. And then public I mean, I believe systems. like moose stroganoff, but why moose? Because <laughs> it's it's Are... Canada. They got moose in abundance. Is it the moose that's 
uh, endangered or is it no. something, else? something else? What's endangered that's like... A lot of things. Canadian. No, but that's Canadian. <laughs> you said a lot of things. This is not the time to talk about everything endangered. That's Mama Onu. That's not what I meant. Oh my gosh. Oh. I, I'm going to have to look it up. There's something in Canada. Maybe the elk. I don't know. Something is endangered. <laughs> And that's why I'm thinking, like, oh, why would they use an endangered animal? No, but lamb not. just does not seem safe to consistently serve in a public school setting. It just doesn't seem like safe, a crowd or a crowd pleaser. Right. I mean, how many of those, how, how, how many plates of lamb stroganoff are you clearing? You know, like, how right. many kids are eating this? Presumably, there's a couple options for lunch. Right. hot options that is very costly um well you know have to so, have to keep an eye on that that's that shit too. so canadians <laughs> let us know though uh tweet if us that's yeah or that would be it let us know on the facebook is lamb stroganoff like it, it you, did, did your school serve lamb i'd be interested to know mm-hmm my school didn't even serve like beef sometimes because it was expensive. Right, we had like burgers. <laughs> we had burgers and maybe very like occasionally meatloaf. But like... I think we had cheese steaks because it was Delaware, so you'd have like. Oh yes, we day. had shaved cheese steaks. Yes, with the cheese whiz. Cheese whiz is superior. Um, Let's wrap this up opinion. though and talk about yes. our shining stars and our super bummers. super bummers. Yes, for Friday night. Honestly, nobody really shined that much. I think Sean shined. I was going to say that was Sean was my uh, Sean motherfucking Cameron was my shining star because he was a real one. Because I would have just left Emma. (laughs) I would have just walked away. And Paige, I'm going to give it to Paige. She gave sound advice and she wasn't even bitchy this time like she was in coming of age. So I'm going to give it to Paige. And for super bummers... You know, a lot of times there are assholes on both sides of the story. And this mm-hmm. is one of those times. And our super, my <laughs> super bummers are Spinner and Jimmy and uh-huh. Miss fucking Kwan. Thank Go you. Get Me a too. therapist or something. Please get a therapist, Mrs. Kwan. Yeah, those are, that's exactly my, those are my super bummers too. Spinner, Jimmy, and Mrs. Kwan. And I wholeheartedly support Mrs. Kwan getting a therapist. Very needed you know would help a lot yeah i think yeah i think we're we're aligned here (laughs) as far as wannabe goes i'm gonna have to i mean shining star i cannot give it to manuela because you were you were still a dick i feel like you did stand up for yourself but you put yourself in that scenario so i'm trying to think of another shining star See, and I gave it to Manny because she stands up for herself. And okay, well then maybe I'm being too hard on her. Maybe I, I mean, I honestly though, this three pack like there's not nobody sweet. really shines. I gave an honorable yeah. mention to Snake. Yeah, I love when he comes in with that like dad energy. I love Snake and his his dad energy is so timely. Yeah, and, and I mean then, the, the super bummers page and Emma and Emma. Yeah, but because Emma just took it too far with her op-ed and everything else but yeah that's um that's and good. jt stressed me out with his room and his locker and i say that as a very messy person like i'm not going to show you the doom piles <laughs> that are my side of my bedroom right now right but, but just, it yeah. was it, it, jt is out here doing the most by which i mean doing the least mm-hmm. 
can't even I would agree with that a little bit. And then for, for Cabaret, I gave my shining again, nobody really shined. I gave it to Sean for telling everybody to shut up an honorable mention to Snake just for being adorable. I yes, I yes. I will agree with that. And I will say that the reason I didn't give it to Terry was because she just didn't deserve it. Oh, I put Terry. My super bummers are Ashley and Paige and Terry. Yeah, right. They all suck. Yeah. Everybody sucks this episode. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's... As a th- I think we had fun talking about everything else, but it's just like the, oh, if we're trying to pinpoint people who stood out in a good way, it's hard because everybody was kind of mid <laughs> or really mm-hmm. annoying and bad. So, uh, yeah. Yep. I'm good with that. The the, tr- the trio and the super bummer and love me some snake and Sean. Oh, right. For telling everybody to let them dance. I agree. I won't give it to Toby because he was very, he was simp. He was given simp, nice guy energy. It's a nice guy energy. It's, 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 it's prid, uh, prid, quid pro quo. I said prid quo. <laughs> quid pro quo. Yeah. <laughs> is what, and is what's I'm on Toby's it, mind. Tobes. Yeah, nope, we're good. And I mean, I, I think we already know the answer to this about this, these couple episodes, but you know, it's time to ask, did it go there? Does it go there? I think we can just hit them all in one and say no, not really. I think that we can just 100%, not really, no. You know, and like, Mm -mm. again, it's still like, it's very real shit that middle schoolers are going through that feels important to them. And I do like these episodes for like, I, I like that they do that. I yeah. I think it's important. You know, I I remember when I was that age and like I would get upset about things and my mom would always say like, "Oh, it's just your age." And I thought she mm-hmm. was writing me off, but it mm-hmm. it wasn't that. It was just like it's yeah. your frame of reference for like the mm-hmm. amazing things and the horrible things that are going to happen in your life is like so small. And yeah. so these things that like three months from now are going to feel inconsequential feel major Major, your first big fight with your best friend Mm -hmm. like does the episode go there no but is it covering important stuff yes 100 percent. this is it's i think it's i think i said earlier it just establishes some things that i am excited to see pay off Mm -hmm. but that will eventually aid in, uh, in in us being able to say the episode went there. But these are foundational episodes. They were not in any way supposed to be like on that scale of going there. They right. they don't even come close. They're just I don't even well, want to say they're the filler about- because they're not filler. They're important, but they just they're not on that scale, which is fine. And to be fair, the end wasn't using that tagline yet, so they weren't. They didn't know what there. they had yet. They didn't know what they had. They'll know soon. <laughs> Thank you for listening to your mom's podcast. Join us next week as we finish up season one with Under Pressure, in which Sean has terrible coping skills, and Jagged Little Pill, which finds Ashley alienating all of her friends in the course of one terrible evening. And the end. This episode of Your Mom's Podcast was made possible in part by Honey Garlic Wings, Paige Michael Chuck and the Sex Kittens, and of course, support from listeners like you. If you'd like to further support our show, you can follow our Facebook page and follow us on Instagram and Twitter at YMPadcast and TikTok at Your Mom's Podcast. 
You can also visit our website at www.padcast.com. Your Mom's Podcast is available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you feel so inclined, subscriptions and reviews are another great way to support the show. If you'd like to support us financially, you can subscribe to our Patreon at www.patreon.com forward slash your mom's podcast. And remember, that's podcast. P-A-H-D-C-A-S-T. Thank you.